if you kind of just look at veganism as like trying a new cuisine, like going out for Indian food or going out for Mexican food, just go out for vegan food and like, don't try to compare it to like a replacement. It's really just like a new thing to try. Hello and welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik, and this week we are celebrating Earth Day. To do that, we're going to talk to Kay Kirkowitz, who is a very close friend of the show. She's been on talking about dating quite a bit, but today we're going to talk about veganism. Kay went vegan about a year ago, and we're just going to hear a little bit about what that experience has been like for her. But like I mentioned, this is our Earth Day special, so I want to preface our conversation with a couple facts about how dangerous and harmful the meat and dairy industries in the United States, but also globally, are to the environment, our Earth. So essentially, factory farms are having really severe impacts on our water quality and climate change. This comes from things like feed sourcing, which leads to deforestation in some areas and loss of natural grasslands and prairies in America, all for the production of animal feed, which is very different from the production of the vegetables that we eat. So that's becoming more and more of an issue. There is huge carbon pollution from converting those natural habitats into agricultural fields. Again, very different between producing animal feed and producing vegetables that humans eat. There's also huge issues with manure and manure processing, particularly manure storage, uh, which can lead to dangerous leaks of harmful substances, all of which contribute to climate change and also like I mentioned earlier, our water quality. So all the excess of those toxic chemicals from the manure lagoons, which is where manure is stored, get into all of our water runoff. Our lakes, our rivers are all polluted because of all of this runoff. We also have a couple stats for you guys just to kind of put all of this into perspective because I don't think, I mean, personally, I haven't thought about it a lot. So I have some stats from PETA. Um, The first is this. It takes almost 20 times less land to feed someone a plant-based vegan diet than it does to feed a meat eater since the crops are consumed directly instead of being used to feed animals. So we touched on that before. The major impacts of converting these natural grasslands and things into agricultural fields for factory farms are probably the most dangerous part. So if you take out that middleman in that way, it takes 20 times less land. So that's 20 times less pollution, you know? Also, according to the UN Convention to Combat Desertification, it takes up to 10 pounds of grain to produce just one pound of meat. And in the United States alone, 56 million acres of land are used to grow feed for animals, while only 4 million acres are used to produce plants for humans to eat. So again, there's just a huge exponential difference between the agricultural resources needed to produce feed for animals versus feed for humans. In addition, more than 90% of all Amazon rainforest land cleared since 1970 is used for grazing livestock. And in addition to that, one of the main crops grown in the rainforest is soybeans, which is used for animal feed. But all of the soybeans that are used in like veggie burgers, tofu, soy milk products and sold in the United States for those reasons are grown right here in the United States. So knowing these facts, I had an easier time conceptualizing how dangerous and harmful the meat industry is. I think I thought about it in much simpler terms, but these you have to understand these are ginormous corporations, factory farms who are in the process of making as much food. <laughs> For people as they can regardless of the impact 
And that impact is ginormous and increasing constantly, which is why a lot of people are making the switch to plant-based diets. And it, it really is catching on. 9.7 million Americans are now eating entirely plant-based diets. That, to put it into perspective, over the last 15 to 20 years is a 3,000% spike. So as more research comes out, as we know more stats, more people are going vegan. Of course, there's other reasons to go vegan besides the environmental impact. There's nutritional reasons, there's animal rights reasons, and a lot of them overlap, which I'm excited to get Kay's interpretation of. Like I said, I just wanted to lay out some very base level facts. We're not, we could get into this much, much deeper, but for the purposes of this, I just wanted to have a general understanding of how the meats that we eat is so dangerous, why more people are making this switch, and now I have a better context for going into my conversation with Kay, and I hope that you do too. So without further ado, let's, let's throw it to Kay. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be back. Oh, I'm so excited. Though I love our talks about dating and I do, I truly do. I'm excited to, you know, open the scope of the K-Rage dynamic here. Thank you. I know. I feel like this is, I haven't gotten to like talk to anybody about my vegan journey. So it's exciting. It's also my one year veganversary. I never really like started a specific date. It kind of just started phasing out. And then April was like, the month-ish so it's exciting a way to celebrate that's wild to think about because I feel like you just start like I remember when you started but I think it's just because time is so goofy right now like I can't conceptualize what a year has been and so I'm like wow it really it has been a year of the pandemic and you have been a vegan for a year I know you're like real deal thanks I know I'm like a real person (laughs) well we'll get into all of that first I want to do a little bit of reflecting if you don't mind of course, of right. course. You're us off. What's your happy of the week? What's your age? So I am so close to May 1st. Um, I'm finally leaving my shoebox of an apartment um, in Ooh. Brooklyn, and I'm actually moving to Manhattan. Yeah. And I've never lived in Manhattan, so I'm nervous because I'm very much a Brooklyn girl at heart, but I'm so excited to be living with a dear friend of mine and also to just kind of end the saga of bizarre slash horrible roommates that I've been cursed with since college honestly it's like you have your stories to tell and now we move on like yes I'm like you know I can't wait what about your energized what are you energized about I am so energized because I'm getting my first dose of the vaccine on Monday Uh, and I can't wait originally was supposed to be next next week and then I managed to get it up earlier because I was like I don't want to wait anymore so I'll be fully vaxxed for my birthday in May so I'm really excited just to join the shot girl summer shot girl summer I got my first dose yesterday so far so good like I'm sore but your arm's gonna be sore and I'm just so excited I'm like really happy I feel like I felt weirdly emotional I don't know if you're feeling that now that you have like the date you're going and I feel like I woke up the morning of my appointment being like it's happening like I it was a weirder emotional experience than I was anticipating yes I don't know if you've seen there's like a TikTok trend going on where it's like what was going through my mind before getting the vaccine and it's all these memories of people like pre-covid and just like and the amazing things they got to do and like kind of just that moment of like this is going to be possible again soon and like so soon and I'm just that's what gets me emotional yeah. um <laughs> oh, shock girl summer I'm happy for you girl shock girl summer 
I'm going to round us out for our Her Reflections of the Week with my realization, which is a little bit career-centered, which I know you always appreciate, Kay, so I want to give you my little update. I feel like I'm fully going into my podcast zone. Like, I've been applying to, like, almost exclusively podcast jobs now, which feels really good. And I think I'm giving myself permission, finally, to just, like, pursue the jobs I actually want to pursue, because I feel like for a long time I was like, oh... I feel like English majors typically do this. I'm giving my, myself permission to like brand myself as a media personality because that's what I want to do. And like, <laughs> it's not too, too soon to be doing that. You know what I mean? So it feels liberating. And I think that's awesome too. And I think, you know, sometimes majors can feel limiting in a way yeah. just with like what's typically done by everybody else. Yeah. But I totally relate to that kind of like branding what you want to do mm-hmm. and taking kind of like your base structure and running with it. Like yeah. I majored in film and television, but I'm working in content creation now and video mm-hmm. editing. And like, it's kind of the same thing, but usually, you know, film and TV, like when you study that, you tend to become like a professor and just teach it. You don't actually really get to go and make things. And like, it's been really rewarding to be able to do that. Yeah. It's rewarding to hear that you're doing the same and yeah. running with like what your niche is, you know, and like, you know, where your strong suit is and that's so important. Yeah. And taking a year's worth of reflection and like finding myself and all of that and to like have a set list of things that I need to do to get to the next point feels, feels good. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I'll be in New York with you soon. Oh, I can't wait. I'm just kind of on these. Oh, it's going to be so fun. That was fun, Kay. Good to catch up a little bit. Let's get into our vegan topics now because I'm just very excited. First, I'm just going to do a little rapid fire celebrities I didn't realize were vegan. Some of them I maybe sort of knew, but I mean, spoiler alert, there's a ton of them. Like a lot of celebrities are fully vegan, have been for a long time and have a lot to say about it. That's the thing, a theme that I've been finding out is that people, whether you're vegan or not, are very fascinated with the concept and we want to talk about it. And I think everyone's always very interested. Do you, do you have the same? I definitely agree. And then especially just seeing celebrities too, like I, the people you've listed too, um, I've seen like recently go vegan or like some, like them kind of documenting new things that they're trying. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so cool to see that. Yeah. And it's just good, more like positivity out there that, you know, not all vegans are obnoxious and the worst. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll, we'll circle back to vegan stigma because I'm very curious about your, your thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, let's just rapid fire. Some of these Billie Eilish. I think she's maybe relatively recent or maybe I'm not even sure. She's I just, like, young sort of thing. yeah, she's fully vegan. Colin Kaepernick. There's a lot of athletes on this list, which I think makes sense because it's that's awesome. To to yeah. So Colin Kaepernick, obviously huge Serena and Venus Williams big like that's we're talking like top of our game people later down the list I have Tom Brady and Giselle they're both vegan so like okay we're talking tippity top of the people athletic wise are vegan so like that's a ringing endorsement I would say Meghan Markle is known to be a part-time vegan which I think is interesting and I also think that's kind of popular people maybe doing meatless days or certain days of the week where they're vegan which could be really helpful and a good entry point in Absolutely. And Beyonce is an, under a similar philosophy with that. Like I know before Coachella, she did like a full vegan diet to prep for that. Um, but going back to full vegans, full vegans, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> Miley Cyrus, Carrie Underwood, Madonna, Lizzo, Laverne Cox. Again, these are just a few of the ones I found, but ones that like stuck out to me for whatever reason. And I'm just, yeah, it was, it was cool to learn. For sure. And I know Lizzo specifically, like on her TikTok, she's posted like a lot of the time she'll post like what I'm eating today or like how I made this today. And I think that's just cool to see like, you know, 
celebrities making vegan foods and showing it's like really not that hard like and it's so much more accessible than it was because I think that's a huge misconception and even to me still like I don't know a lot about it but it seems like oh my god that's just impossible like I could simply never do it and I think that's just not the case I think social media is huge here though like I think the fact that people can talk about it and share recipes and just share their experiences maybe even specifically on TikTok. I feel like we always end up talking about like TikTok as a cultural revolution, but I think it kind of is. <laughs> there's just a lot more community building around these specific groups. I think of the, the vegan group is a big one, would you say? Right. And I think that's another like great place kind of where I started getting more exposed to like veganism was through TikTok, um, which is, I just like, as a side note, I think TikTok is hilarious because there really is a community for everyone on TikTok. Like there is, you know, book talk, there is craft talk, there is like, you know, makeup and murder TikTok. Like it's every something for everyone. And so um Tabitha Brown, homegirl, adore her. She's like the mom of America. I kind of started seeing her posts pop up and she's like, I think kind of the best vegan representative out there because she kind of is just like, hey, you want to make something? You miss something you used to have? Like, let's do it. And kind of just makes it fun to like cook. Cause like for me, cooking has always been like a chore sometimes, but she like makes it fun and like interactive and. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, and good to have like people to look to even outside of your circle because I imagine like I think when you're talking about a family dynamic and even I think like Tom Brady and Giselle like their family is obviously a vegan family now and so their kids are probably raised eating vegan food and it's like nothing for them but I think to make the switch and to not have people around you who are also doing it must be hard which again I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself because all these questions they're coming they're coming (laughs) so you said you just hit your vegan anniversary again congratulations I think that's huge so just Talk me through why you made the decision a year ago to go vegan and what it's been like within the last year. For sure. So um, I think like my journey kind of starts almost a little bit before last year. I went dairy free, I think my sophomore year in college. Um, So what's that like two, three years now? So originally I have struggled with like severe acne my whole life. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of research saying that there's like a big link between dairy and acne. I mean, I feel like I don't really, I can't speak hundred percent if that like is a huge thing for everyone, but that was certainly the case for me. I cut out dairy just to see like how my skin would react and it really, really cleared up and got a lot better than I could have imagined. And I kind of just started feeling better too. I wasn't feeling so bloated or like, and I was like, okay, I actually really like this. Like I prefer plant milk to everything else. And so it stuck. And then Last year, uh, around actually when COVID hit, I was still at Fordham, still on college campus. And I was reading just a bunch of articles, like on the news, just seeing what was happening. And something that specifically stuck out to me was the meat industry and what happened during the initial COVID outbreak. And since everyone was, you know, two weeks stay at home order, no one was there at like packing plants. And so they ended up having to gas thousands of animals and just kill them without actually harvesting them for meat. And um, that was kind of just like a, it pushed me over the edge. Like I've been a huge animal lover for forever, Mm. but for me, it's like, you know, I view it as like, if you're going to be eating meat, like, or, you know, putting these animals through this, it needs to be for something. And to just to like kill all these animals for no reason, just because you couldn't keep up with like an output, which I mean, 
I do understand like no one could be there for health reasons to like right. be safe. But at the same time, I was kind of just like a, yeah. okay, this oh, is an issue. Like a flaw within the system. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I can't get behind this anymore. And so I was like, okay, like I have to start learning how to cook because I was on the college meal plan for forever. And now that that wasn't a thing, I was like, all right, like I'm just not going to buy meat. Um, so I still was doing eggs for a little bit. And after a while I was like, Hey, like, let me just phase it out and see what happens. And it's stuck. And here I am. <laughs> here we are. That, that's very interesting. And I was curious your take pandemic wise, because I don't know if there's any correlation. Like I feel like my diet kind of changed throughout the pandemic just because I was home more and then you could cook more. But then also like me and my sisters were baking a lot more. So like, I was just eating way differently all over the map than I had been any other time. So I think it's interesting that you made such a lifestyle shift within that time. Do you think that made it easier or harder for you? Honestly, like I feel like it kind of made it easier in a way, but I think I'm biased because I never learned how to cook until the pandemic happened. And so like, you know, I never learned how to cook me. I don't know how to prepare things like that. I never really baked all that much on my own, but like, I never really baked with like dairy and eggs and stuff like that. So it kind of just wasn't, I didn't have that knowledge to kind of have to backtrack. So it was kind of just starting new. And also I really think that like being vegan today is so much more easy and accessible than it was probably even like four or five years ago, just with like, there's so many more products out there that it was kind of easy to do shopping and find like alternatives than I thought was possible. Yeah, no, totally. And the fact that there's like, we talked about before, just more resources available. I'm also curious what's your take on like the environmental impact of the meat industry and probably the dairy industry as well. It's so monumental. And I really had no idea. Like for me, like the basis was animal rights and just personal health. But then I started kind of doing research too. And it's so insane. Like I really had no idea how much, you know, water and land and food and like everything goes into just raising livestock. Yeah. Um, not even just, you know, the whole, like making the meat happen. It's just, you kind of, I don't, I think it's just something you don't really think about like how long it takes to really, you know, grow a cow and <laughs> yeah like the whole thing right it's the whole concept of invisible labor too like it doesn't in fact affect me like it does affect me but I don't have to worry about how it happens I just go to the grocery store so it's once you learn that I feel like it's a very hard thing to get out of your mind exactly um, and I think as more research becomes available that's I think it makes sense why we're seeing a shift to so many more people going plant-based it's just a lot and I feel like I could research more but I almost don't want to <laughs> you know what yes. I mean it's terrifying in a way, like just seeing that too. Cause I mean, I think that's something that's slowly become more important to me also is just like, you know, not just eating vegan, but buying vegan, you know, not buying leather shoes or just things like that. And Mm -hmm. just, it's crazy looking at the numbers, like how many thousands and thousands of gallons of water you save just by like a week of eating vegan, you know, and uh, I could go on and on and on about it. It's just, it's crazy. Like really wild how much it impacts everything. And I really never thought about that until yeah, it's huge after. wild. But anyway, let's, let's shift gears a little bit to like the social aspects of being a vegan, because that's, I'm so curious to get your take having this lived experience. So I guess, first of all, what has been the hardest part for you making this lifestyle shift? Right. Okay. So I think like, it's probably a hot take for me. Um, cause I feel like a lot of people, other vegans would say like just switching food, but yeah. I think because I kind of really like 
went into small phases, it really wasn't that hard for me. And also not knowing how to cook until I was vegan. So like, honestly, switching diet was not that hard for me. But what is something that I always struggle with is when I'm going out with friends and trying to pick a restaurant, you know, like when I go out to eat, I want to have a great time. I want to, you know, treat myself. I don't want to spend $30 on a salad and a glass of wine or something, or, you know, have to go and be like, can you hold this, this and that from the salad? And it still just be like a $30 salad, you know? So it's been tricky finding places that cater to both or are a lot more like just vegan friendly in general. Like I'm not the kind of person that like talks to my friends, like we have to go to a vegan place and that's it. I wish there were more places that catered to both, you okay. know? Yeah. Instead of just like, being vegan or normal, like. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't even be like, you know, you have to carry like all these plant-based things. It's like, can you just make this like, you know, hold the meat and add more veggies to something? Or can you even, oh my gosh, I, my mom's business partner was in town the other day and I went out with his family to this dinner restaurant Mm -hmm. and they gave me so much attitude when I asked for just like pasta with no butter like just to hang off take off the butter so that's been tricky is just kind of finding both and I feel like I have very few friends that are willing to just kind of try a vegan experience or a vegan only restaurant so I don't really get to go to um like amazing places I want to try because I just go by myself and that's sad yeah (laughs) And if I, I have to ask, because also like, I can't not talk about boys, at least a little bit with you. Has it been a thing dating wise? Like, do you look to date other vegans or like when you're I, a restaurant for a date, is it like a sore spot? Like talk me through that briefly. So, um, it's quite hilarious. My boyfriend is a hardcore meat eater. I feel like oh he's God, also okay. very, very picky. Okay. And one of the things he's not picky about is like meat. Like that is his, that's his jam. And so like, for me, I don't have an issue dating non-vegans at all. I know some people do, but it is one of those things where it's hard finding places that cater to both um, of our diets. And so it's quite, it's every night when we're trying to find something to eat, it's a predicament. But I think cool. Cause you both like respect each other's differences and you know, you're making it work. It's compromise. That's what love is about. Exactly. And he's been super sweet to you. Like whenever we are looking, he'll be like, oh, well, this place doesn't have any vegan options. So whatever, like goodbye. And I'm like, I appreciate you. Appreciate you not finding me as a nuisance and just (laughs) making it work. So that's our Candleman Cody. Okay. If I know him, Candleman Cody, (laughs) perfect in every way. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk now also, because we mentioned briefly, like he's obviously very supportive to you, but do you have any other vegan support system? Do you have any other vegans in your life? I sadly do not. And it is heartbreaking. I know no other vegans, at least that I'm like close friends with. I've literally considered downloading Bumble BFF or another app of some sort just to meet like vegan friends because it would just be so nice to like go out to eat and and be on the same page and not have to like, you know, do research beforehand to make sure that there's like options for both people. And it's like all that. But, and I think that is hard too, because sometimes it can be a little bit exhausting, like explaining yourself and when people are kind of more um, accusatory than just curious, you know, like I love talking with you because like, you're just curious and want to know, but there's some people that are like, why? Like, that's so stupid. And like, they'll just try and pick fights with you all the time. Um, I guess this is also kind of segueing into vegan stigma, but because that's what I was going to ask about next. So feel free to just slide right in. Right. Right. It can just be exhausting kind of doing that on your own and not just having some people to kind of hang out with and just eat plants. So yeah, I remember this is my first Thanksgiving vegan and 
Um, that was quite an ordeal. I was home with my family and my mom and my dad, like this is me first, like coming back to them fully vegan. And they were like, why? Like, it's not going to kill you to have some mashed potatoes with butter. And I was like, you're right. It's not, but this is not my life anymore. Or just like making, I made myself a fire curry and um, had that instead. And they were just like, you should just have turkey. Like it's fine. Like don't, don't go to this extent of cooking something else, you know? And I'm like, like, let's just accept it and move forward. You know, we don't gotta keep harping on like this decision I've made, you know? So that was difficult. They're a lot better about it now, but yeah. And also I think sometimes it takes just like someone in your direct circle to kind of like open your eyes to this new way. Like, cause like you said, if you don't know anybody who lives that lifestyle, it's just like this foreign weird thing that you can't really wrap your head around. But yeah, I think, and I also think like, it's probably great for them that you are patient with them and like understand (laughs) like to an extent, like, you know, Thanksgiving looks different now and that's okay. Like it doesn't have, doesn't make it better or worse. It's just like, it's different. Exactly. Yeah. Has there been any other moments of facing the stigma? <laughs> yes. Um, I think what's hilarious is like sometimes, you know, on Instagram, like on my Instagram stories, I'll post like dinners I've made um, just because yeah. I think plants are pretty, <laughs> like vegetables are pretty, like all the colors and stuff. Phenomenal. So like, it's just like a cute aesthetic. And I will get people messaging me being like, you're vegan. I'm sorry. That's stupid. Why are you doing that? And I'm like, I'm not seeking you out and you know huh. like DMing them separate pictures of your vegan meals like yeah. yes and I'm also not like slamming you for having like your giant meat platter pictures either yeah. um mm-hmm. and so it does suck a lot because I think vegans get a really bad rep but like to be fair there are really obnoxious vegans out there you know <laughs> how to shout out that vegan teacher on TikTok who's like just the worst That's human alive <laughs> that's a whole other podcast we could do just about her and I think we will (laughs) yes we should so like I do understand that you know there are those people that kind of ruin it for everybody else that are like kind of shoving it down everybody's throats And I don't think that should be the case for anything at all like you know of course in a perfect world I would love everybody to be vegan but that's just not realistic for some people especially people with dietary restrictions or you know health conditions that prevent them from doing that but at the same time, it's like, not all of us suck. A lot of us are chill with other people's diet choices and that's fine. But yeah, I think what would be so awesome to see is everyone do like a meatless one day or like one day be vegan. And it's a lot easier than I think people realize. And it's not like, you know, so coming hot off Lent season, like my whole family, super Catholic, we're big Lent people. And we, we, on Fridays, you don't eat meat during Lent. And like, it's never a big deal. Like you just mm-hmm. eat other things that day, but it's just like having that conscious decision. So I'm like, okay, maybe for me, it's every Friday always is a Lenten Friday in my mind. And I just never yeah. eat on Fridays. And like, just slowly start making those gradual changes makes it easier to do it more. And yeah, kind of balancing out because I think, right. It doesn't have to be this all or nothing, which is what feels very limiting about it. It's like, oh, one day I wake up and I'm vegan. You didn't do it that way. And I think no. that's ultimately a really good decision. Right. And I think it's, you know, I think there is kind of like a mental block in some people's minds where it's like, that's just impossible. I could never do that. But, um, you know, spaghetti and marinara sauce is vegan. Oatmeal is vegan. If you make it with water or a different kind of milk, like it's, there's so many things I think people don't even realize is like already just inherently vegan. 
I think it's just, it's so much more doable than people realize. And I'm not trying to, I obviously am biased when I say that, but um, it's just really about kind of being creative and willing to try new things. And I always tell people to like, if you kind of just look at veganism as like trying a new cuisine, like going out for Indian food or going out for Mexican food, just go out for vegan food and like, don't try to compare it to like a replacement. It's really just like a new thing to try. Yeah, it it makes it easier to kind of wrap, at least for me, it made my, like my mind wrap around it better. And that, you know, you're not trying to find things that are going to be a replacement because cheese is cheese and uh, vegan cheese is not it sis but that's because if you're comparing it to that it's really not Mm going to be great but just kind of thinking of it as a new food to try it's a lot easier and honestly it's pretty great I love it I think that's super helpful and uh, like that was like an aha moment for me to even hear you just say that so glad you left us with that because you do you think of like the impossible whopper and like does it taste just like the regular whopper and maybe that's not how we have to think about it though it's just expanding your horizons a little bit which exactly yeah and like at the end of the day you know nothing is going to taste as good as the original like I still miss in and out burger more than anything in the world I will claim that all day but (laughs) kind of just looking at it as like you know all right like I'm gonna try this tofu burger or this veggie burger and just Mm -hmm. kind of have a new experience is it gonna taste like meat no is it still good in its own different way yes like Absolutely. And like, I think if like, I could just leave any final thoughts to anyone and just be like, try something new. Like, don't be afraid to try it. It's really so much more doable than you think. Like just going meatless, like for a day, not even vegan for a day, just meatless for a day. I'm a huge, huge fan of oat milk. Try oat milk in your coffee. So much better than anything else. Oat milk in your tea, chef's kiss, like try it. I think that's, what's fun too about food is just like, there's so many things you can try and so many things that you might love and don't even know you love out there. Like I thought I would absolutely despise tofu and like, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but I love it now, you know, and it's just fun to try new things and see great tastes out there that are also just making the world a little bit better of a place too. What more could we want? That's a beautiful Earth Day message, Kay. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being here again. It's always great to hear from you. And we'll see you in a couple months for another love update. Don't worry. I, I can't wait. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to just hop on these calls and chit chat about life. <laughs> Love you, Kay. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. A rate and review would also be so great. You can find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. You can find blog posts at herbloglife.online. And for behind the scenes videos of recordings like this one, just find my channel on YouTube. It's Rachel Malik. Go find me. Again, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next Sunday for another episode. I'm Rachel Malik. Thank you, Kay. This has been the Her Life Blogcast. Thank you.